Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we are. This is the John Packman Podcast. I'm John Packman coming to you from the podcast studio, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, start looking left. We are here today with... I got to get my timing right. See all that, all that dead air? I need a professional to advise me. Mr. Rob DeRosa is here. He's Hello. here. He's here. Rob DeRosa has been running... The Homegrown Show, is that That's how you say it? Homegrown Show on WESU over in Middletown for how many years? 18. All local music. Uh, all. 100%. Nothing but. Nothing but. For 18 years. Uh, A tireless, tireless task. Endless task. But it's a passion more than a yeah, task. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we're lucky we have you. We're lucky somebody's doing it, right? Well, you know, there are others, but uh, I'm glad I'm doing it for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. So how did you, um, do you want to talk about the show first and then your life, or do you want to just start from the very beginning? Well, on the show, I could start there since you introduced me as the sure. show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I was running a cafe, which I still do at the, on the Wesleyan campus. Okay. And uh, the radio station is upstairs from mm-hmm. that. So, you know, naturally, they all came in from time to time, and I got to talking to them over the year. And by the end of the year, I asked the program director, what do you do to get on the radio? She says, well, right now we're looking for something that would be music and public interest. Hey. And I said, well, that's what I have. Mm. And, and uh, like three weeks later, I was on the air because it was spring and they were getting ready to close up and that turn over. The students were all going home. Right. And uh, so I got barely any training, oh, dropped into a studio. And, and you never did anything like that before? No. Wow. No. That's awesome. No. But it was, you know, uh, so I plotted my way through the first few shows, uh, sure. you know, couple of friends and my parents listen and that was about it i think i'd like to think that that's, but, that's only people that are watching us right now but it was drive right. time and i learned something much more than that than i have thousands of people just because it's drive time right 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 <laughs> so you got to get your act together <laughs> yeah. pretty quick yeah and so you know now i like <laughs> to say you know audience of thousands but they some of them it's by accident well that's okay <laughs> hey whatever yeah as long as you keep them, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. They, if it was, they would. If it was terrible, they would be like, "I'm never listening to this again." Right. So like my good. wife does. Unless, <laughs> unless they're all every day is a different thousands of people, which I doubt. I doubt it because nah, you know nah, you it's people it. driving home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People driving home. That's great. Work. Hey, that's cool. So the, the drive time slot forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I started out on Tuesday, and then they moved me to Thursdays, which I've remained for about. Uh, 16 of the 18 years. Wow. And uh, I, the only thing that changed is I went from an hour to an hour and a half. Oh. About three years ago. That's good, though, Oh, right? it's much better, yeah. I, I found myself, because I, the show gradually went to uh, playing. In the beginning, I played songs that I liked because I didn't know anything better. You know, I started sure. out my first song, uh, No Good to Cry. Oh, perfect. Because that yeah. said Connecticut sure. music to me. And, yeah, and, and, uh, right. and so, you know, it was going on from there. I just played stuff from my collection, uh, and which is, is large, it's grown much larger since I've done the show. And, um, but then as a time went on, I said, well, these bands are playing out. And I think that I would like to play songs by bands that have a gig that next week. Right. And then Perfect. say they're playing at Toads or they're playing at Cafe Nine or wherever they're playing. And, uh, and so then it, it developed into a lot of homework for me because I have to see who's playing right. every week. Right. So it's a week-long thing. I plan it all week. Wow. And then by Wednesday, I know what I'm doing. Did you ever 
When you first did it, did you know right off the bat it was just going to be local? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, that's yeah. cool. Absolutely. So you're like, if I'm doing this, I'm going to showcase. Because that's, that's the most major part of my record collection. Oh, wow. I have about 3,000 Connecticut CDs on my wall. Wow, right? that's great. And then a bunch of records from before that. Sure. You know? so. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. So that so you were just you weren't just looking for the slot. You just no. Said, I wanted to do my I thing. wanted to do Connecticut music, and that's what that's I was great. looking to do right cool. from the start. Wow, that's that's cool. So it worked. It worked out. It, it exactly. did. It did. Yeah, that's it really did. cool. Wow. So who who were the what year would this eighteen years ago? I'm not good at math. Uh, two thousand uh, three or two. Yeah, yeah, something like two. that. Right? And. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of good Wesleyan bands come through there. Yeah, right. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, MGMT, yep, sure. I was the first DJ ever to play them on wow. air anywhere in the world. Hey, that's cool. Mm -hmm. and they just came to you and said, hey. No, I badgered them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they, they were really popular on campus, and the keyboard player was our cashier at the cafe. Oh, wow. And so every day I would say to them, where's your music? We don't have a CD. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. Because they used Imagine to play, that. they used to use a um, disc, I mean, a Walkman. Sure and then an iPod, rather, and plug it in with the backing tracks and sing over that, and that was their show. Whoa. And the guitar player would wang away, and yeah, yeah, keyboard, yeah. but they had the backing tracks on that, and so uh, he didn't have one. So finally they hand-burned me a CD, which was, it's some of the songs survived to, to go on yeah, and right, be on sure. their records, and sure. some did not. And then years later they contacted me if I could please make them a copy because they knew there were songs yeah, right, on right. there they wanted a crib <laughs> again. And they didn't have any. So, Whoa. You know. So you were the source. At that time, yeah. Wow, I gave them their first uh, club date, Cafe Nine. Oh, wow. Opening for the Manchurians. You know? Oh, wow. And Paul, they came up and they gave him, he said, okay, well, what do you got? And he said, this. And they gave him the idea. Yeah. And he plugged it in. He couldn't believe. That's wild. That it was, he said, I can't believe these guys are doing it like this. And then, you know, six months later, he was saying, we had MGMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone wants to take credit. Yeah. And then their first festival, which they played all the major festivals, was the Daffodil Festival. Wow. Yeah. If you go on YouTube now and search wow. MGM management, because that's what they were called then, or and it's in MGMT, sure. it'll come up. Daffodil Festival, there's been over a million views. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's really cool. It was. Do they take your calls still? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. When I, if they come around, you know, I get yeah. passes and all yeah, that I, stuff. I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, I sit with their parents. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's right. all right too that's ex wow that's why i did not know that that's really cool yeah that's really cool wow it was a lot of fun to to be around them oh yeah they exploded afterwards you know so yeah I had right. to go when they were you know i went to bonnaroo with my son mm -hmm. to see them oh wow and it was wild you know? yeah right right we were backstage with bruce springsteen and his kids wow uh, drew barrymore dancing with me i say nice but she was dancing with some actor. she was dancing with the world you yeah. were just in i was there but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah yeah wow that's exciting it, it, it's a lot of fun you know and you, you meet in all these different bands and over the years now they send me music. Now I don't have to beg so much anymore. Right, although right. I'd still do with some because the young kids, they just, uh, we got the files out and you have to say, well, send me one so I could put it on the radio. Oh, all right. And then, right. You know, and then you get them. Right. But, uh, you know, I got, I had about five people today sent me music. Wow. That's yeah, cool. So it was, yeah. So you're, yeah, you're the dude. Well, I don't know about the dude cause they oh. have the local band show on with Rick Allison and they've right. been on for 37 years. Yeah. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, that's the touchstone of uh, local music. Well, you're program. one of the dudes, one of the dudes, put it that yeah, way. I'm in the gang anyway. Yeah. No, Hey, yeah. that's great. Yeah. No, that, that's really cool. Um,
Yeah, MGMT. Uh, who else? Is that the that's kind of the biggest story? You know, the biggest maybe? story that broke out of there for you know as yeah. far as me playing them. But I mean, I've I've had uh, studio guests, you know, Aztec Two Step and all the major yeah, Connecticut sure, influences sure. over time. Just because I you know sure. I, I hired them for Daffodil and then I say, okay, come in, yeah, come do the and, show, come do the radio, you know, yeah, yeah. So where'd you grow up? You, did you grow up in Meriden? In Meriden, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. I lived there all my life except for, you know, some time in Amsterdam and some time in Florida. Okay, cool. Wow, that's why, yeah, I grew up in Wallingford. Yeah. I just moved out of Meriden, you know, uh, in November. Uh-huh. Yeah, Don't look back. <laughs> I, you know, hey, man, whatever. <laughs> I, no comment. Yeah. Berlin, I don't know. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, it's wow. cool. Um, did, so talk about uh, your involvement with the Daffodil Fest. In Mer- and this is in Meriden, Connecticut, in Meriden, which, Connecticut, which is a couple yeah. towns away. Yep. And well, I uh, I got a call one day that uh, the the committee wanted to bring in Gary Burr. Yep. And uh, he he's an old friend of mine. We went to grammar school and sure. right through you know together. And they knew that I was always in contact with him. And uh, they said we can't get in contact. He's not answering. And you know they really wanted to do it. And so I contacted Gary, and he said, Well, I'll do it if you run the show. Whoa. And so they let me run that one band shell show, yeah, the headliner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, you know, I got in with Gary in the limo. I took him to the country music station. Sure. We did all the promo. Yeah. And uh, that was it. I didn't get a T-shirt. I didn't ride in a golf cart that first year. Um, I was like the extra guy. Nobody yeah, really right. like trusted me. They said, oh, Gary. Yeah, yeah, He's uh, yeah. Gary's guy. Yeah. And then the next year, the guy took a sabbatical, and they asked me to come on and, and fill in for a year. And they were out of big money to have a major headliner. And so I started right then doing all local music. And uh, oh, it was lovely. Oh, you go again. So you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I got this. I got I, and this. so we had like 25 local acts in Dude. the first weekend that I was on the committee. Wow. And after that, we still, we got money to do big acts. You know, like we had Elvin Bishop. We had all the NRBQ. Sure. All my yep. favorites. You know, I, oh, I yeah. got to book them, so I was doing it. The Hooters. The Hooters. Yep. Well, that was Bicentennial, but that was wonderful because okay. Robbie Hyman is from Maryland. Chuck too. Berry. Chuck Berry, was Bicentennial. Yeah, yeah, it was me. Wow. I booked the Bicentennial week, too. Yeah. Imagine that. That was fun because we had a theme for that. You know, um, Monday was Flag Day, uh-huh. and so we had a, the Coast Guard Band. And then Tuesday... I had country music, and Wednesday it was oldies, and then you know right. Thursday we didn't ha- we didn't have anything because there was a big party up on the castle. Okay, but then it was Chuck Berry and then the Hooters. Wow! Oh, and that was I those forgot were those were on the same weekend. Yeah, that's heavy. Friday and a, a Saturday and a Sunday. Wow! It was that was that's spectacular. Wild. Yeah, I didn't. I had a gig. I knew all about it, but I, I was never. It was really. Fun. I did, I don't think I saw it. I didn't see NRBQ. I didn't see anybody. Well, you were always playing. I was always playing. Times. You know, know. You, were, you were playing. What can you do? A lot of, you know, I mean, it's always on a weekend. And, I know. And uh, you probably didn't see uh, Graham Parker or Roger McGuinn either. No, I did not. Yeah. I did not. I mean, I've played it a few times with James, with James Velvet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you played in the park anyway. You played there with Eight to Bar. Sure. Yeah. You know. over, That's over a great time. stage, the band show. Oh, yeah. Stage. It's a lovely, lovely it's really stage. really cool. I just saw Christine Ullman's going to be here. Next, next week, week I yeah, know, yeah, I and I saw her when she was there like a month ago. Oh month yeah, ago. I was yeah. at the top of the hill. I, I, oh, I was okay. a little anxious to go down to the into the crowd that yeah. day, but yeah, know, it was fun. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was pretty. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Christine is great. Oh yeah, no, she's yeah, we're, she's gonna be here next week, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, she was so, my first rock and roll crush in Connecticut. Yeah, sure. You know, we had a youth club at the YMCA, and I went 
to Cheshire Academy with her brother Vic. Okay. And All so right. uh, he said, well, I have a band, and we were having dances. I have a band. Yeah. Well, it's called Wrong Black Bag. Oh, wow. And I said, sure, let's, ha- let's hear it. And then Christine walked in, and gorgeous. Yeah. You know, yeah. Long blonde hair, sure. and, and uh, she was just regal, and she knew she had presence. Yeah. And she sang like, oh, you know, they did sure. all the covers then, of course. But, you know, uh, Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Just doing it up. Yeah, it was great. Huh. Now she's herself, you know. She's, right. She's yeah, really yeah. A, an individual now. Oh, no doubt. Sure. No doubt. Oh, that's, that's for real. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize you had that, that history. Yeah, because Vic was my number one. You know, he was my drum teacher. He was oh, the one that got yeah. me involved in anything. Yeah. Vic He's like great. the root of, of the whole mm-hmm. everything for me. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So, are you a musician at all? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I my friends had a band when we were young, and I got a guitar, and I just wanted to be able to wang right away. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to practice. I sure. wanted to, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to get blisters. I wanted to be, the, you know, right. a rock guy right away. And so I lost interest in a hurry. So I became like their roadie, and I did their posters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that so we hung around. They we got to see all the bands then because they had a manager with a van and a PA system. So. He would take us to like the um, Trapezoid Club in North Haven. And okay, yeah, I don't Bill know. Bill Miller's Barn, all these teen clubs. That. Yeah, yeah. And so we got to, you know, they opened for like the Blue Beats and the Shags, which okay. once we saw them, that was my first concert ever was the Birds at the Oakdale and the Blue oh, Beats wow. and the Shags opened. Oh, I see. Two Wallingford bands. Right, and like right. Like it blew so our minds. Like... That they're from Wallingford. And, hey, we're from Meriden. You guys have a band. You could do this too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that was what sparked my Connecticut interest right there wow that's first cool. concert. you just said you were like i said connecticut guys like, can do this too yeah like, yeah you no know, wow <laughs> yeah you no know, i guess i we, guess because everybody has to come from somewhere right and that's what i always maintain now apparently the talent in connecticut is as good as talent that's out there worldwide i think so and i gotta be honest just you know they're just not out there worldwide yet right right because i think tons so of it. i mean i've been i've been i don't know maybe my opinion i have no idea but i mean i've played with plenty of people around here that are as good as anyone that I could yeah. imagine with you know, my You've had ears. a couple on your podcast already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. So, uh, that is something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it maybe it matters where you're from, but maybe not as much as we think. No. You know? I think, and, and then you want to wonder, is it every state just as rich in talent? Yeah, I don't and, know. And I don't know. I, don't I have know. to think that there's some that aren't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that would be interesting to know. I don't know. You know? I mean, being half from Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh has, everybody's a good singer there. There's like a lot of good singers in Pittsburgh. It's, it's weird. You know, I don't know what it is about them. It's in the water. Soul singers or are they? Yeah. Soul singers. singers. Yeah. Uh Yeah. My uncle's was, is a really good soul singer. That's kind of their thing. I don't know why, but, um, so tell us about, um, so growing up in Meriden, just seeing bands around at yeah, Oakdale, you know, this and that. Because Oakdale's so close. Sure. We would walk the trail, train tracks. Yeah, right. And walk down, you know. We, oh, really? We'd walk right to oh, the back of the Oakdale. Oh, that's and, wild. And see people in the tent, you know. Uh, so that's how you would yeah, get to Wallingford. Cream. I saw Cream there, and I saw all those. Oh, it was incredible wow. years that's in those wild. days. Yeah. You know, growing up in Wallingford, you know, being younger, but I always used to hear Oh, Christ, uh, Led Zeppelin played up there. You could hear them all over town. They were so loud. And then they said, oh, the Who played up there. You could hear them. Or the Doors played up there. And I never believed any of it yeah. until you get older. Yeah, then right. you just look it up and you're like, oh, yeah, no. they, they Led Zeppelin did. played there. Like yeah. Led Zeppelin was in my hometown. Yeah. The Who played I missed there. Led Zeppelin. I was at Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same weekend? Yeah. 
Whoa. Tell me, what was Woodstock like? It was wonderful for a 16-year-old kid. You know, uh, I took my father's brand new station wagon. He thought I was going to Woodstock, Connecticut. Oh, boy. And uh, You didn't bother to straighten him out. No, he he went away for the weekend with some friends to Cape Cod and left me with the station wagon. And then... And so and he, he was, saw you on the news naked, yeah. freaking yeah, was, out. Within five hours of getting there, it was up to the wheel hubs in mud. Oof. But it didn't matter. We yeah. parked 11 miles away and hitchhiked our way in because sure. the residents were just given rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was an, a wonderful experience. Who was playing when you made the scene, when you got up? Who did you first hear? Uh, it was Saturday morning. So it was early, early in Saturday. We saw, you know, um, oh, we saw them all. We saw... So, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. We okay. saw Janis Joplin. We saw wow. the Grateful Dead play there. We saw um, Joe Cocker. I was so close to the stage for Joe Cocker that I had to look straight up. Oh so boy. I now when you see the movies of him, he's the camera goes like to about the third row back of me. So I'm out of the movie. I'm oh wow! So you're like too close for too the close for the close up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a story of wow. my life. But you know, uh, how long did it take you to get to the front? Well, you can like walk to days. the side, oh, okay. and then you walk down along. I, I kept mobile the whole time I was there. Wow. Uh, I lost the guy that I was with, and then we got... Well, I he, walked. Had a, he had a cell phone, right? Yeah, you just took, yeah just no, cell phone, right? <laughs> the pay phones weren't even working. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, How'd you get out of there? Well, I, I actually got deeper. The on, I went in on Sunday morning. I went out, and I lied to the cop that was at the gate. I said, you know, my... Uh, we're supposed to be inside, and I'm in my father's car. I got outside the gate somehow. We're staying at a cabin. I had looked at a name of a cabin thing. Sure. Said, He's going to kill me. This is a brand new car. And the guy goes, all right, kid, go in. He moved the sawhorse. And now I'm inside the, the gates, like kind of. I ended up about 100 yards behind the stage by following somebody through a cornfield road. And then wow. when it rained on Sunday, before you know uh, Hendrix came on, we got in the car. That's all. Wow. Yeah. Did you, did you know when you were there that like this is history? I don't, you couldn't call it history. You knew it was something amazing because yeah. it was people as far as you could see. And, you know, and as a 16-year-old, um, people in all um, mentions of undress. Sure. You know, so that was like as exciting as the music for a 16-year-old. <laughs> I'm walking around. How could this be? How are yeah, these, yeah. you know, everybody's naked. Everybody's, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. painted up. It was amazing. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. And when did and how soon did you realize after that like this was the event of ever? And within days, it was yeah, all yeah, over you, the paper. You came home, and my parents had the papers there with all the. Does your dad still pictures. know? Did he still think you were in Woodstock? <laughs> no, he knew right. He knew pretty quick. You were on. at that hippie thing. Yeah, yeah, he knew. <laughs> you know, until the day he died, because you he, came, uh, naked, you he came home naked, naked painted. and covered yeah. in mud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, it was fun. Mm. Wow. It was fun. Woodstock. Nothing got bigger than that. Watkins Glen had more people. But yeah. But it wasn't somehow as, culturally. It was, it was much different culturally. It yeah. was just a big concert. It was what it was. But yeah. It, was not, it wasn't what uh, Woodstock was. Crazy. Woodstock had all the, you know, the arts and crafts and it had the, the woods around it. And mm-hmm. It just was way different. Yeah. Did you, were you at Watkins Glen? Yes. Oh, boy. Imagine that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was there too. Wow. It, different. Yeah, way different, but fun. Okay. We were more prepared. You know, we had our friend's uh, father's camper van, and we had tents, How long food. Ago after, was it? A couple year? of years. Okay. Maybe one year or, or a year and a half or so, yeah. 
So by then you're like a veteran. And we knew what we had to bring, you know. Yep. And, and uh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. Um, and then you weren't at Altamont. No, thank goodness, <laughs> no, no, not at Altamont. Yeah, that's cool. Wow, that's <laughs> can't wild. hit them all, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, sorry, I can't be at every historical thing. You know. All right. So, uh, you had no radio experience. No, at, at all. Just the desire to go on there. You had how long did you have the desire before you had the opportunity? Uh, you know, I, I would listen to the local band show, mm-hmm. and I listened, and we, I used to hang around because I was in Meriden, and you could go up to the castle, uh, and they had those radio towers up there, and for okay. a couple of years, WHCN broadcast from there. It actually, oh. was broadcasting. They couldn't lock the doors because the DJs were all hippies. And they would forget their keys and have to go all the way down the mountain and go home if they were going to forget their keys. Oh, so they boy. left it open. We wow. would skip school in the daytime and sit in there while they ran their tapes because they had the big giant reel tapes in the day. And then at night it would be live DJs. Wow. I never knew that. So we would kind of organize the records that were all over the floor and pick up a little bit. So you were like the little elves, the little hippie yeah. elves that straighten everything mm-hmm. out. And then, you know, they'd come in and they'd let us stay. Hey, that's cool. kind of hang around. So it was so fun you got to a hang feel out there. for it. Yeah, I just real, realized it was a lot of fun, you know. And Were you like, I could probably do this? I, I thought I probably couldn't, oh. but I would like to try. You know? oh, and then you got your chance. Yeah, and then I got my chance, and then I, I found out it was actually easier than you think. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. You know, once you learn the board, I push buttons wrong still, but, you know, that's no, okay. That's all right. I always just blame it. I say it's homegrown. What do you want? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, that's cool. Um, So... How involved are you with Cafe 9 still? Are you? No. no? I was never really involved with Cafe 9 other okay. than to be a fan of it. Okay. Well, my, yeah, me too. my good buddy Frank Gratelli is right. very involved. He right. tends bar and he runs the Sunday Buzz. Sure. You know, along with his other. He also does that old church concert series, which Christine mm-hmm. playing in the park was part of that summer part of that. Yep. And Gary Burr is going to do the next one on August 26th. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's coming back from Nashville to do that. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Gary Burr, um, tell us, I know who he is, but. Well, he's a Meriden guy, right. and he uh, learned how to play guitar when he broke his leg playing soccer. He was oh, laid up in bed for six months. Sure. And uh, he used to play uh, to Carol King, a uh, tapestry record, and to the Beatles. And then uh, he started writing his own songs. He was in a lot of bands in Connecticut. And then he wrote a hit record uh, while he was pushing his kid on a swing in Meriden. He sold a song to Juice Newton, Love's Been a Little Bit Hard on Me. Right. And he never turned back since. He's since moved to Nashville, and he has uh, about 35 number one, no, 18, sorry, 35 top 40 Nashville songs, but 18 number ones. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, good. and he, sa- he sang with Ringo Starr and wrote with him. That's right. Toured with Carol King, mm-hmm. fronted Pure Prairie League. Mm-hmm. And now he's with Laurel Canyon, which is a uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young cover band but they're still finally getting back out there and playing gigs right and so he's going to come up in between gigs and do this one so from meriden to the yeah universe yeah i mean yeah. he's a member of the nashville songwriters hall of fame he's, wow. he's known everywhere yeah I mean, he's written with just about everybody sure you can imagine yeah 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 well and then we have al anderson from, oh, from yeah. up north and they wrote songs together too but alice he's a champion yeah. to me you know oh, what yeah, i mean Not, me too. like the wild weeds when i was young we would go Lyman wow. Hall High School parking lot, yeah, you know, and they would play a block dance, and you wow. got to see him then. That's so crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, I followed him all along since. Yeah. He's playing the Kate coming up. 
Oh yeah, right. With, and then with Jim and the crew. Yeah, and they have two nights. And once it sells out, I have a feeling they will do what they did last time and do a Sunday yeah. show yeah. at Cafe. Yeah, that's what I hear too. Yeah. Well, who knows? And that's lovely if they do that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I went to the last one there. I didn't make it to the Cape, but I certainly was in mm-hmm. Cafe 9. It was a riveting show. Yeah, yeah. Al doesn't play a lot of bars anymore. No, he I doesn't know. drink. And, he, and he, right. you know, he, for a long time, he thought it was like too much, uh, you know, temptation. But I he guess. got in there and he was saying, I like this bar stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, it was, uh, that room is small. And when you, yeah. when you have Al Anderson, the power of that with Jim Chapdelaine on as second yeah, guitarist. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. That's two guitars like. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything like that. No, and then uh, you got Lauren. Yeah, on he's on. The, he's going to be on in a few before the end of the month. Lauren? I forget what day. Yeah, oh, I got and he's Lauren. he's yeah, a yeah, great, great. And producer, drummer, yep. songwriter, singer. Yeah. I mean, the guy yeah. does everything. Yeah, it's pretty monstrous yeah. that band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I you probably heard the, the story, but yeah, Jim. So Jim pals around with Al. I guess they knew each other from way back. Yeah. And I was playing a bar gig with Jim, and um. Up on the Berlin Turnpike, there was a pool hall up on the pike. Not there anymore. Actually, it's near where I live now. And Jim's just like, I just want to tell you, Al's here. He's going to play the gig with us tonight. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I was so excited. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, he was very low-key. The gig was pretty low-key. Um, actually, it was a Dancing with Henry reunion. Do you remember? Yeah, you, sure. Okay. So there were kind of people there. So it wasn't just like a nothing bar gig. But once they got wind that it was the out that it was Al playing with us, then it then the request just started coming oh, in. Oh God! Yeah. And we played like every NRBQ song that we could figure out. And, and also, we did no good to cry too. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, it wasn't that a thrill? It, it, yeah, it, to it play was with him. The, it's got to be one of your favorite was, memories of that kind yes, of stuff. You know, absolutely. And you've played with a ton of people. I don't know. That's a big one. Yeah, it, I think so, it's huge. I think yeah, it's huge. For me it was, yeah, um he uh the sound man, I have two songs on cassette. Sound man rolled tape at the end. He's like, "I know you're a big fan here," you know. Wow. And I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. This was pre-cell phone, you know, so there was no record of it at all. Uh-huh. But um yeah, I got Riding in My Car and Get Rhythm. I have on tape somewhere with me on drums and of course, I played it note for note. You, and and as weird as I am, not even note for recorded note, note from live version, you know, like, cause I know the way they, yeah, yeah. you know, I, hopefully he, I don't even know if he noticed, but. Have but, you heard what he did for, uh, on that Joey Spapanato uh, record, the party for Joey? No. Oh, Al has a track on there, all kinds of famous people and they're giving it for his, uh, you know, his medical expenses. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I have it in my bag. I'll let you listen. Okay. To it. Yeah. 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 And I'll lend it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I did uh, one other show with Al. It was like a Shinola's. I played with Danny Korchmar and Shinola's. We did a double bill uh-huh. at Bridge Street. And at the end, we had a big, you know. Uh, with Eddie Iruso on pedal Hoopsie. steel, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everybody was there. You know, Al was there. Wow. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. That, that was a thrill. That was, that, was a, that was a big deal. But yeah, I. You probably already, I tell the same story. See, now I'm starting to tell, repeat the same stories and you already know them, but I'm, you know, too young to have known all of that the first time around, but I had a sister nine years older than me who went to Southern when NRBQ was huge. So you had her record. I had, I had all the records right? and, um, I didn't, you know, like when you're at the age that I grew up, you just, you, you got whatever washed ashore. 
you just got what you got. Right. You know, I wasn't, it was like. But you were lucky to have that oh, wash, sure. Oh, yeah, I really was. You and know, so, from following the wild weeds early, and then I went to all the incarnations of yeah. NRBQ yep. right through, you know, because, and mm-hmm. Al was nice in the wild weeds, and he got surly for a while, mm-hmm. and he'll yeah. admit that, and then yeah. now he's nice again. So, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. whole circle of Al yeah. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had um, Yankee Stadium and kicked, oh, and kicked me hard. Kicked me hard. Too. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. And, um, and on vinyl, too, you know. Oh, yeah. So luckily, at least for me, because, again, I didn't know any better, so whatever records I had, I would try to play drums to. And so he was Tom Arlino. I just thought, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. So I learned to play like him, not knowing and plus, I think learning from the NRBQ, they have so many different time signatures yeah, and yeah. different things that you got to learn yeah. all different styles yeah, within their true. music because they didn't just play one way. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, they, they swung and then yep. they, we would rock. Yep, that's that's hundred percent true. You know, yep. I mean, yeah, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't have gotten a better education in that sort of you know whatever they they don't have a sort but whatever that. Yeah that chunk of music is. And then one day get to see him live too. So that's a good thing. Because he like if you had Beatles records, you know, you were out of the yeah. gate for that. You oh, they were the first I counted I remember I counted down the days. Like it it was like probably the week I turned twenty one. They were playing at the Sting in New Britain and I was just like, here I go, you know, because I needed to see it. Yeah. And I was like, finally I'm gonna see that this is no YouTube. Nope. You know, and I, I went and just like, wow, okay. I, I that was a nice big stage yeah. for them to play. To, yeah. You know. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Really cool. But yeah, one of, still one of my favorite bands of all time, mm-hmm. ever. Me too. That'll never change. No. Cool. You like the new incarnation? I do. Yeah. I do. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I think like everybody, I didn't get on it right away. Yeah, me too. Same thing. You had to because realize that it just wasn't Al, you know, but Connecticut right. people have a propriety with Al Anderson. Right. So, you know, you right. always think that that's the best version and really, you know. Right. Well, you know what I think? I think um, that that that's true. Um, I gave up with an, I gave up expectations, you know. And after enough time with the new band goes by, and I hear enough things, I just go, "This is it is what it is. It's a different thing, and it's and it's good." Mm. I I don't know if it's as as good as or not as good as, but when you put the expectations aside, and I bought I guess it was probably a few winters ago, but there was there's like a box set. Of uh, that they put together, I think maybe Terry or somebody put it together. You know, it was a high noon or mm-hmm. whatever, four CDs, and there was a lot of rarities and classics and stuff. And but the first disc was all the new band because he just was like, if you're a nerd like me and you're going to listen in order, it's going to make you. And by the time I got done with that first disc, I was like, you know what, this is great. So, and then you get the early version, and then you get the prime time version, and then you get the. So I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm in, I I can get with it. It's a great body of work, no matter how you look at it. No matter how you look at it. When we had him at Daffodil, it was lovely because Tommy was the drummer. Yep. Uh, He wasn't feeling that great. And we had, we basically dedicated a golf cart to whatever he wanted to do. Oh yeah. Wherever he wanted to go. We had a driver for him because, you know, but he was very, very good drumming. Yeah. No, he's one of my favorites. I, one of my, one in my top three, like when people ask me favorite drummers, he's in top three. Uh That's it. That's all there is to it. Well. And that and always will be, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's not going to change. So you all right. Dave switches something. Um, and you know, we come from a 
people say drummers are hard to get, but Connecticut has a ton of good drummers. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got Tommy Smith plays yep. in like five acts. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. There's, there's, oh, yeah. There's a lot of good drummers. Yeah, there. there are a lot of good drummers around here. That's for sure. Um, so you, the show has no signs of stopping, slowing? No, not really. You're going to go no. forever. Yep. Is there more mu- new music now? Is it the same as always? No, this was a very prolific. The pandemic has been okay. very, very prolific. People who were locked up were, you know, kind of uh, making a lot more music. So all of a sudden. One band even formed. They, they were friends. Mm-hmm. And because of the lockdown, they got locked down in the same shoreside house in Connecticut. Oh, wow. And they formed a new band. Oh, wow. And now they have their record release coming out. Hey, that's cool. Week at 10 Selden. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. They're each, they have two other bands that they're both in. Yeah, right. This is like the third band. So they're just like, all right, let's yeah. just do this. They, they had no choice. They had to play music, so they made new Yeah, music. right. They wrote right. some new songs. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your other, um, well, I you know, I was thinking about it, but it's not fair to say like favorites because you can't. Well, favorite Connecticut acts? Yeah. It is hard, but you yeah. know, like there's so many right now out there that are really, really doing well. Mm-hmm. You can't help but say, like, you know, you have uh, Jake Kulak, a young blues guitar okay. player, doing fabulous. I don't, I don't know if you know Bart Bryant. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know Bart. His new record yep. has Bill Holloman on it. Oh, yeah, I know Bill. And yep. Bill did a whole horn section on oh, every yeah. song. And yeah, it, he's crazy. You'd think it was the Asbury Juke horns on there, mm-hmm. and it makes this record is ju- it just brand new, and it is unbelievable. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been- and, and there's just so much that keeps coming out. And yeah. Max Creek, 50 yep. years this, this year. Yeah, imagine I mean, that. And that, that's Bill uh, Carbone. He was teaching at mm-hmm. Wesleyan. He's, yep. a, he's the drummer in yep. that, and he's a great drummer. He plays in the Z3. He's yep. also very... Yep. He moved back from New York to uh, Connecticut again. Oh, he did? Yeah, although he's still working well, maybe with, with uh, yeah, Little Steven, so I think you should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause he had I'm, a wealth I, of stories. Oh, yeah, I know Bill. Yeah, yeah. Got, I didn't know he was back up mm-hmm. here. Yeah, he's living down on by Madison, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we'll get that. And then you saw the Rich Dart show. That's like a whole other world. Yeah. Like this guy's been around the world yeah. playing drums. Yeah, I know. You know. A completely different scene. Yeah. yeah. It, but, you know, you, you see that and you say, well, there's a guy from Connecticut. Right. He's out there. He chose that path instead of sticking around and just playing around here. He stuck his neck out. Sure. If you will. And, yeah. And he, yeah. Know, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It definitely can happen. It does. Cool. And, uh, you know, you're glad when you see it happen like that because, you, you know, you want to see – your old friends now are right. out there making some big time things. You know, I, I worked with Roger C. Real for years and years and years. And just this past year during the pandemic, he recorded a record with Steve Cropper. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. and it's a great yeah, record. Brandon was talking about that. Yeah. It was a number one blues for a while and in the top 40 of rock for a few weeks. So like, it's like, Whoa, what do you know? Yeah. And anything can happen. They have gigs coming up in the fall. They're going to play in Nashville. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what, when we had, um, we have Brendan here. It, it's like, um, yeah, Connecticut. You grow up thinking there's nothing happening, and then you're like, no, there's, there's, there's enough happening because we're connecting the dots. Right. And Brendan's you connect band the dots is on your show. Too. I don't know if you've yeah. seen them live. But no, they are hot, hot to I, I will. Very, very good. Yeah. Very entertaining. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is all. This is all part of it. We're all connecting all these dots. dots yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what's next? What's next? Do we go back to work at Wesleyan coming up? I mm-hmm. uh, I got a show in a couple of days wow. to do. I have my list at home. I think I have to pare it down. 
Mm-hmm. You can only fit about 22 songs if I don't run my mouth too much. Oh, right. And I happen, <laughs> some days I just do. I tell yeah, about, yeah, oh, yeah. this guy's doing this and this band's doing this. And, yeah, yeah. You know, next thing you know. And next thing I know, I say, oh, geez, I have four songs with fitting three. You know? Yeah, right, right. Well, you have to do a two-hour show. Yeah, and then it yeah. went up to an hour and a half. <laughs> That's funny. Well, That's cool. So. Does anybody else, are they? Are you like the big shot over there? No. The local show? No. Uh, you know, we have so many good shows, and it, it's like about, there's a hundred and something different DJs. Because oh, really? It, yeah, it's 24 hours, although in the daytime, it's a little NPR. But, you know, when the okay. students come back, they go all night. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and, you know, oh, so that's it, cool. It's, uh, there's other shows that are, I think I might be one of the longest right now. Mm. I, although the guy that does the Italian show, I think, is longer than me, 20-something years. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The Franco. Italian show. Yep. He does it? it at a time so that it, it's a Saturday night there. Oh, boy. And they people love it because he plays he all the Italian pop music. Oh, wow. He speaks all in Italian. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every now and then he drops an, an English word in you know, because he doesn't know the Italian word for a slang. Yeah, right, right. You know? but it's quite so there's fun. enough of a community. Yeah. Wow. All over the world he gets listeners. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I get it. Okay. So this isn't just where the antenna reaches. No, because it's, you know, now you can stream it at WESUFM.org. That's cool. Live web stream. So that helps you. It does. It does. My friends in Australia can listen. You know, it's the next day, but they listen sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. But I do have regulars, you know, that tell me every week, I heard this, I heard that. And people actually, what I like is if someone calls up and says, three songs ago, can you give me that name again? Yeah, because yeah, now yeah. I, my car is not running and I want to write ah. it down and I want to buy that music. And that really makes me feel good that if well, they're buying the music of a local person. I think that's, you know, if that's what I can accomplish by having it, people say, gee, I really like that. I'm going to go out and see them live sure. and buy a t-shirt or maybe, or maybe buy a record. And then that's what it means, you know. That's fantastic. It's not just to say, oh, gee, they were on the radio. You want right. to try to make the circle go around and have somebody right. like really appreciate them. Well, good. Well, you know what it's like being a music lover. When you hear something that that really hits you, you'll pull over. Oh yeah, I've you called know, a lot of DJs in my right, life. right. So that that's really cool because, as you know, you know, like when it gets you, you're gonna you're gonna you're in. Yeah, and you're turning people onto stuff that they would would not have run across, right. maybe. Well, for sure, because I try to play all the genres that come in. You know, I don't stick yeah. with just one. And is I that play right? From all over the state, because I want to represent, you know, bands in Norwich and bands in I see you know, Waterbury or wherever Torrington. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Mm. Where wh- who's what part of the state is popping right now? It's hard to say. That, yeah. You know, like in the summer, New London is usually hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Haven has got a real vibrant scene right now. There's okay. a lot of new music coming out and like three or four small studios down there. Yeah, right. That are really going. That's cool. So you'll play any style, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Unless yeah. it's a, you know, I can't, because it's drive time, there can't be any cursing. Right, right, right. But that's fine. Yeah. You know? And I've, yeah. I've uh, happily never uh, cursed on the air either myself. So that was, I'm happy to say that. Because yeah, yeah. Usually I have a mouth <laughs> like a sailor. Sure, me too. Yeah. And, you have uh, no idea the restraint I'm exercising at yeah. this exact uh, me, moment. At me as well. And, you know, uh, <laughs> that, I think, in fact, my wife said, you know, don't swear. And I said, well, do I ever swear? She goes, no, but I'm just telling you it's later at night now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's okay. We have posts. Like, I don't know sure. if you saw last week, I, my guests swore and we're like, okay, now that it's going to be one day later because poor Dave has to go in and find the, you know, and then do a little bit of post. Otherwise, we just this well, You knew your cousin up. was going to swear. Oh, yeah. You couldn't help it. He was so uptight all day. He's like, I know I'm good. And then he did. <laughs> I, 
But he did a good interview. I thought it was oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a trip, man. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, he's, he's really funny. He's one of the... I, there must be bands like this. Like, all right, I, gotta be, I have to be careful how I say this, but, but sometimes, like, people like that, like my cousin, they're my favorite kind of people because he, it's, like, not a humongous chunk of talent. Like, some people have are born with, like, a huge chunk of talent. But he's got something. And, the, and I've seen over the years, the more that he does it, he actually improves. Like he, it, just because if it's there and that, that's what I do as a teacher too. It's like you get kids and you know, they have something, but the longer and the more you do it, it starts to slowly emerge. That's why, like, uh, I always think of like the Ramones. I, I love the Ramones and they're at first they're barely getting through. They have a really cool concept, but they're barely getting through it. But by the end, oh, by one the of end, the best had it. rock and roll bands, mm-hmm. and the, just because they don't have a gigantic chunk of talent, but by doing it and doing it, it gets refined and refined and tougher and better, and all of a sudden you're like... They were a so running machine at the that's end. That's right. They certainly were. One of the best bands, live bands ever. I mean, they were great in the beginning, but you know what I'm... Yeah, I don't know if yeah you know they, they were saying. different at I, the end. They were but more slick, and so that, but you didn't, it didn't take away from their intensity one bit. Right. Which I guess what I'm saying is more interesting for me to see somebody with not as much raw talent refine it into something beautiful than someone with so much talent that they can't even harness it. Yeah, I, I kind of like it when it, it does that. So anyway, but yeah, how many times have you? I've ne- I never saw the Ramones. I never got a chance to. I was always playing. How oh, many, uh, six how, or eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. At least. I could yeah. imagine. Uh, you know, we used to go to CBGB's. We would go. Yeah, sure. Uh, CBGB's opened a theater, and uh, we went to that. Even it was uh, minute you went into the men's room, it was already ankle deep. So you had to walk, turn around, and walk out. Oh, and the pipes were breaking. You didn't know if it was the pipes or if it was the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was and no heat. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But CBGB's, you'd see the Ramones sure. there. It was way different. Than, wow. Than seeing them, you know, on a big stage. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, well, tiny little joint. Well, we were lucky to have a, have them at Toads. That wasn't oh, yeah. too far. You know, that was kind of they played there pretty early on. Uh, they did when Toads still had the pole in the middle of the mm-hmm. stage, so that was real early on. Imagine that. Yeah, they played in, in Connecticut right in 1978, I think, for the first time. Yeah, right. So it was. Uh, they played at the Oxford Ale House, not Oxford Ale House, that place on Wh- Whaley Avenue. Uh the Keg House or whatever. No, what was it called? It was a bigger joint. A I Great American Music Hall. Uh, Music yeah. hall or saloon or something. Yeah, it kind of rings a bell. Mm. Kind of rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, at one time, there were so many clubs in Connecticut yeah. with music. Yeah. You know, and, and before even all the touring bands came around. Sure. When, you, know, you came up in that, too, where the six days a week, there yeah, were yeah. bands and clubs. Yeah, I came right in the tail end of it. You know, it was like there was still, you could still kind of do it, you know. And so yeah. some of those places I probably caught the tail end of. Yeah. You know, do you remember, um, do you remember, like, I got my start with Tom Stankus. Do you remember oh, him? Oh, sure. That was my first T-Bone band. Stankus. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he was, he, he was the first guy. Vic hook, hooked me up with him. Existential Blues. Existential Blues, yeah. And uh, I started playing with T-Bone. I was still in high school. And uh, a, a blue, I had to meet him at a, you know, Vic was like, you're going to go do this gig. You're going to be fine. And my, my, it was like, it was, it was like some kind of weird drug deal. Like, my parents called him and we found a parking lot near where I lived. And my parents drove me there with my drums and we waited in this blue van pulled up and you must be him. 
and <laughs> loaded my drums in the van and off we went. And that was how it started with them. So, you know, there was still enough places to play kind of, yeah. that's how it began. T-Bone's great. He, got, yeah. he plays a good guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. T-Bone. Cool. All right. What else you want to talk about? I don't know. You, uh, you're <laughs> the question guy. <laughs> the question guy. Yeah. Um, man, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to ask this. We asked the stupid question. Well, I could tell you about the label. Oh, right. You know, okay. Thin okay. Man music. It started out, you know, say that, say that again. Thin man music. Okay. And, uh, it was a nickname I had when I was a waiter at a steakhouse. They called me that. Okay. And, uh, I guess it still sticks, but, um, you know, Roger and I had some tapes. We got some. Free well, you're st- lucky. People used to call me thin once too. That didn't stick. <laughs> We got some free studio time at Studio 45 in Hartford. Okay. And so John Tiven and Roger went in with Mickey Curry. Oh, yeah. Another great Connecticut I'm going to try. Um, He's in Connecticut. I'm going to try. He's on the list. Yeah. He's on the list. I'll get you his number. Okay. Thank and, you. Uh, and he, um, they went in and they recorded a bunch of songs that uh, eventually got sold to B.B. King, Buddy Guy, and all these okay. different people. But we went. Roger and I were having pizza at Modern over several pitchers of beer and a couple of pies. Why weren't so, you at Sally's? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the whole New Haven thing. Yeah, I know. Well, we, I go to them all. But, sure, sure. Uh, we, uh, he said, we got all these songs. What are we going to do? And I said, well, why don't we just put out a record, make a name for a band, call it a band, right. put a record out. Right. And so we, we did that. When was this? Uh, 2000 and no, maybe it was early, 1998. I think. So bef- even before your show? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, we put out that record. And, uh, this, you know, he even had a, a song on it that uh, Hilton Valentine, who was, you know, your yep. Wallingford neighbor yep. there, yep. he came and played a couple of tracks. And uh, we put that record out. And then other people started saying, well, can we be on your label? We said, well, yeah, but there's no there's budget. There's no label, yeah. And it, but now there's about, I don't know, 18 or 19 uh, different releases. Wow. And, uh, yeah, people come and they say, we know there's no budget, but we want to we'll put our own stuff out, but we want to use the logo. Oh, that's and cool. That, it's because, like, again. It has some you know, sort of cred yeah, or something. Well, some you know, of... we all kind of hang and support each other. We try yeah. to do our best. You know, we can't always make each other's gigs every time. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, if they're playing out, you always share the event and you do what you can to make sure that those people are feeling And what stu- you use whatever studio? Whatever they use. Yeah, some record in their homes. I got you. Uh, some record with Michael. I got you. In, in Middletown. And, you know, they've been in with Vic. Yep. Bonehead Studios in Cheshire. I mean, all over okay. the place, wherever they decide to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, So it's like a, almost like an imprint, yes, what you have. Yes. Wow. Uh, and, okay, and uh, Tracy Walton recorded the latest release. I brought you a copy, Bob Tweedy, and Tracy Walton recorded that up at his place. Oh, mm-hmm. see, again. And it says everybody's yeah. connected. Yep. Connecticut's not giant. And, you know, eventually, so eventually yeah. you know... You say, oh, you know this guy? Well, yeah, I know that guy. And you might know him in a whole different context. Yeah, because right. Before I knew you, I knew James and I knew Johnny Java. And then right. I'd go see you guys play at Cafe yep. Nine against yep. a wall. Yep. And then, you know, and I knew the guys in Eight to the Bar. So when I'd see them, I didn't know who you were. You were the drummer. Right, right. And then you said, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. But eventually, right. you know, I, because uh, James would speak highly of you. And then I got, I met you with at a Mockingbirds gig and we, yep. then we became acquainted. And, yep. you know, so then, you know, I'd see you DJing it that steakhouse in Wallingford there. Um, oh, right. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's right. I even What's forgot. the name of that place? I, it changed now. And now it's a steakhouse. It was something else before they tried Where, to be French. In Wallingford? Yeah. Jake's. Oh, right. Jake's. Wow. Yeah. Gee whiz. 
Oh yeah. You know, and then Jake's. who do you oh, run not- into in there? Maybe you were in a band then because yeah, yes, you were playing in a band because then who yep. comes in? Jim Oblon. Right. Yeah, there you go. Another incredible Connecticut talent from Meriden. Yeah. 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 Again, all around yeah, the world. You know, yeah, yeah, all around the world with Paul Simon playing guitar and drums yeah. and one gig. Forget I mean, about come it. on. Yeah, like, that's and you know, a lot of people yeah. in Connecticut say, Who? Who's that guy that's playing doing that? Yeah, no, if you hey, whatever. I grew up me and Jim are from this we're both from Wallingford. So if you're anywhere around you know who Jim is. Oh yeah. you know, if you know and you his know. father was a good drummer too, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His father taught one of my old friends, Jimmy Roselle, who was incredible. You, you, he passed probably before you even were in yeah. the circuit, but he was an incredible drummer. He played that guy who was the bass player played with him in uh, when they played with uh, oh the two got Midney and and Ray Mace. Uh oh, Stoltz. Uh, oh, Dave Stoltz. Dave Stoltz wasn't he in here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he played in a band with. Paul Midney and Ray Mace. He said the guy was playing two saxophones at once. Oh, right. And Roselle was the drummer. In oh, the I see. I see. He was a young wow. protege. Yeah. It just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. So that's why when I saw that, I said, I saw that guy with Roselle. And, and yeah, yeah, band. yeah. You know, but I didn't know who he was then. But now I know him because he plays, you know, with a... a Mark Nomad and all these guys right. in these blues jams. Yeah, him is another one on oh, the yeah. list. He's yeah. got some good stories too. Because, oh yeah, you know, Little Village and all that. Yeah, Fountainhead, Fountainhead, all that. Yeah, yeah, it goes. Yeah, we're just gonna keep going. Eventually, we're gonna end up. Get- you could go forever because yeah. there's so yeah. many different different uh, areas to reach with Connecticut people. Yeah, definitely, definitely could. Yep, for sure. All right, ready? Rat- the wacky questions. You already know what they are. You've thought about your answers forever, right? I've had the meal tonight. <laughs> so Desert Island album. Desert Island album. That's the hardest. I know it me. is. I, you know, it, it sounds stupid, but I think it would be Eno and Kale. Ooh. Uh, wrong Side Up. Wrong wow. Way Up. It's an instant. I don't know not, that one. Well, it's I'll, I'll wonderful. Check. Wonderful. And I think that if you had to while away your time, you yep. could listen to that on loop forever. Yeah. Because it's not intrusive, mm-hmm. but it still has wonderful parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should look it up. Eno yeah, and I would. Kale. That sounds interesting. And, it, you know, I know what you're going to ask now. Yeah, go ahead. Food. Pasta. 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 If you could eat one thing every day. That's it. Because And I had it tonight, and I said it. I'm, I'm having pasta because I needed something quick and easy, and I took some sauce out of the And freezer. you're still a thin man. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you do it? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you I do it. I keep getting skinnier, and I don't know what that's about. But <laughs> All right. Have you been to a doctor lately? Yeah, it's actually. Yeah. I'm good. checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, they say you're just getting skinny. So that's what it is. Well, yeah, that's all right. And I guess some people get fat and some people get skinny as they age. And I'm definitely aging in front of your very eyes. Well, so. And so am I. Yes. <laughs> the yes. other way. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we covered, did we cover? Is we there did. anything? We covered a lot of stuff. I no, always I, end up watching I, these and I go, why didn't I, why didn't I, why didn't I, you know, but I didn't think we were going to have enough stuff to talk about for, about me for an hour. So I think we did great. So you're, you're okay. I'm with that? good. Yeah, I'm fine. All right, cool. So the show, you know, uh, I don't think I'll be even half embarrassed on <laughs> Thursday or whenever it goes up. Yeah. Right. Usually it's by Thursday. Something like that. Yeah. But I didn't swear. So it could be by Thursday. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. You just yeah. helped yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so remind us again when the show is on. 5 to, to 6.30 on Thursday. It's 88.1 FM if you're lucky enough to be in our thing. But, and that actually goes right up, because we're by the river here, mm-hmm. 
you can hear it from you know all the way down to almost to Saybrook to Hartford. Okay. And then it goes a little bit in the other direction, but yeah. not as much. But yeah. if you don't have a radio and you're not in your car, you could listen to WESUFM.org. Okay. And it's live and streaming. Wow. Oh, it's also rebroadcast on Friday nights on right. CygnusRadio.com. Okay. Seven okay. o'clock. And then there are archives available or not? Uh, the archives for a couple of weeks on WESU. Right. Cygnus, no archives. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. We'll check it out. The homegrown. Is well, it? Thank you. I love it. homegrown show. No, or just, just homegrown. Homegrown. The Connecticut Connected Music Show. All Connecticut music. 100%. All. That's a fantastic, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And that's for people that say, which I'm not one of them and you're not one of them. And I hope never to be like, as we get older going, oh, the way things used to be. No, it's still. No, because I play old, old stuff. I have a feature each week where I just reach, bl- whoa, blindly onto, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now it's not going to be till Friday. <laughs> but, um, I reach onto my shelf blindly and I pick out a CD and often enough, it's an old one. And then oh, I play a nice. track from that. I try to contact the people to tell them, are you still doing music? Oh, wow. You know, what are you so doing you now? This one. Yeah. And some wow. of them have been easy to find the people and some have been incredibly hard. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, were you aware of Tony Richards and the K-Man band? Did you know that one? No. Okay. I was in that band out in New Milford way in eighties. That's what led to eight to the bar. Uh-huh. I mean, that was like the in-between. You didn't know that one. No, I didn't. Oh, boy. Originals or no? Originals, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't get them all, I guess. No, I know. Yeah. No, it was kind of a big deal around those parts. You know, we were going to make it. Like, this was it, you know. Yeah, so were the Feather Merchants. I thought they were going to make it. Oh, myself. thank you. Yeah, I did, too. I thought for sure that was going to be a, I thought I did too. a hit band, you know. Thank and, you. And they were just, you know, you think that about so many bands, they're going to make it, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I know what happened with that. We just, well, like you saw, it doesn't matter. We just got caught right in the yeah. thing, and we couldn't quite figure out how to, how to, how to uh, continue, and then we didn't. So, but yeah, but we got we got a handful of good records out of it. Yeah, so that's all, that all right, cool. Um, Thanks for having me. Man. Oh yeah, of course. We we'll do it again. You know, as I always say, because we watch the, at some point I'm going to start doubling back around. Well, you got a long list though, before I you start know. doing anybody again, because the, I know you named about five or six tonight. I know you need to I know you should see my list. I bet it's big. It, it is. It is. It's not as big as my other list, which I can't say <laughs> if I said my other list, this show wouldn't be on until Saturday. You'd have to edit out <laughs> what kind of list it is. But anyway, all right. Rob DeRosa, homegrown, a show. A, a radio show, all Connecticut music. You can hear it on WESU 88.1. Yep. Okay. Listen for it. Thanks for coming. Thanks I appreciate for it. Me, oh, anytime, anytime. All right. This is the John Packman Podcast. I'm John Packman. And that does it for today. Uh, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, Portland, Connecticut. Start coming over the bridge. Look left. We were here with Mr. Rob DeRosa. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. See you again. Wait for the hi hats. Nobody move. Okay. If you'd like to start your own podcast, give us a call at Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Our professionally designed podcast space is here for all your recording needs. Rent out our studio to do interviews with up to four people to record audiobooks, social media content, and all other recorded material. Our rentals include a private studio along with our professional-grade podcasting equipment and 
we can customize your output to whatever your needs are. We also have green screen capabilities, which will expand to uh, video capability if you so wish. So check us out here at convalley.net forward slash podcast.